What is fucking up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. F-bombs. Ow, 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 Oh, no. That was a dog. It's like I'm on Howard Stern in here. <laughs> the hell? Hey, what's your favorite stripper? Way to fuck a girl. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Um, we should talk more about that kind of stuff. Definitely. I think. Definitely. People have asked me to do that, and I'm like, well, we'll see. Right, people are like, I like that you guys are shock jocks, but, like, maybe instead (laughs) of, like, just insulting, like, prominent and respected reporters, you could just talk about, like, sucking toes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we're, we've, we hear you. And we hear you, we see you. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. we are we're doing the research, i.e., sucking on we're, toes. We're doing the work. We're doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi everyone. Um, this is Foh. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And you're about to have your mind fucking blown to pieces by this service <laughs> ministry podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't sue. <laughs> we are not liable for any damages that may occur after yeah. when you listen to this podcast. Um, True. Dangerous, dangerous curves ahead. Uh-oh. You know, I don't know. Um, how are we, Kelly? Good, good, you know? I mean, I cannot tell you, Lillian is not in New York right now. I cannot tell you how not Christmassy New York is. Why? What happened? What's going on? I, I mean, just truly, I think, like, I think it hit everyone, like, so all of a sudden. And, I mean, literally yesterday in the day, it was, like, almost 60 degrees and everything's, no one knows how to get in the holiday spirit anymore and da 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 But, I mean, truly, like, down to, like, I mean, obviously, Duncan has the holiday cups, thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing. And actually, in windows, I see a lot of trees. But I have seen far fewer, like, you know, businesses will put in a tree or wreaths or mm-hmm. garland or, or, you know, beautiful lights. I feel like I've seen far fewer this year compared to other years. You know why? Um, because the war on Christmas won. It, it's been defeated. <laughs> oh. There was, so. a, there was an armistice. And they said, <laughs> um, actually, with the popcorn and the cranberry garlands, it's a no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Ever, yeah, I mean, from the very small selection of Instagram, you know, accounts I've seen, it seems like the the quote-unquote trend is like uh, a, a, a muted Christmas. The Asthetes Christmas. Yeah, it's like a pompous grass Christmas. Yeah. What you does know that what mean? I mean? No. Uh, no, like, like I mean, like, the material, or, like, like more neutral colors. Like yeah. A natural Christmas, a, a demure sort of... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, understated Christmas. Understated something. Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a lot of businesses, I think, are, are, are running on thin margins right now, and maybe they're like, are we going to spend $300 on you know, decorations and the decision is coming down. Hey, no, we're not. Hey, tiny or, Tim needs his medicine. <laughs> tiny Tim needs his medicine or what? <laughs> but I, I just feel like there's just not a lot of even manufactured Christmas cheer. 
Yeah, that's fucked up. I think. I don't know. You'll see. You'll be here next week. Yeah, we're going to the goddamn... We're going to the Rockefeller Christmas tree, and you will feel Joy. the magic of Christmas. Great. I'm down. No, I know. I'm just... <laughs> that wasn't, like, a threat. Whoa. I was just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I have not felt any cheer either, but I think for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think loyal listeners of this podcast know you haven't felt any cheer. I don't think that'll <laughs> make any jaws hit the floor. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, um, how are you, Lillian? Lack oh, of I'm cheer fine. notwithstanding, how are you? I am okay. I am in finals week, um, miraculously still uh, recording this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I had a I had a Starbucks like vanilla cream cold brew Ooh. today, um, and you know, for my fellow students out there, does wonders. Does wonders. You you will send. 15 unhinged emails if you have have that beverage. So if that appeals to you? So if that's something you need to get done, go right ahead. You might regret it, as I do, uh, but it, the, the deed is done. So. The deed is done. Fabulous. <laughs> There's no unsend in Microsoft Outlook. You can't... Um, in that <laughs> as you in can't unsend. life. As in life, and not as in Gmail, but... Uh, which blessed, I mean, thank God, has an unsend button. Anyways, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a service story to share? I certainly don't have a service okay. story. Um, yeah, no, I, ha- I have nothing even that could be remotely considered. considered. Well, how was yeah. the Starbucks trip? You know what? It was, thanks for asking, it was great because I hadn't, once again, I hadn't left my house in about four or five days and I started crying at some really embarrassing stuff. So I said, maybe take yourself out in the Subaru and go to Target. Yeah. Which sounds also just about as bleak as um, as it gets, but it did um, help me stop crying. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, I am, for some reason, reading my year of rest and relaxation, a book I hate. And, Mm. um, yeah, it's kind of like that. She goes out for coffee. Yeah. I wish it were, like, a little coffee spot, but it's not. It's inside of a Target. Um, how are you? Do you have a service story? Well, (laughs) Lillian, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) no, I do. I, um... So, I think, you know, everyone's on the edge of their seat. What's going on, Kelly? Does she have a new job? Um, no, I don't. I still have my old job. And But the benefit of going on an interview is you suddenly think that you have a new job. And so you're right. like, I'm completely... Like, I thought I was checked out. It's like my favorite Onion headline <laughs> is like, man loses last bit of hope that he can... <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. where I'm at at work. So, um, which like, I haven't, I haven't, I, I still work there. And like, as far as everyone knows, like forever. And, um, so I'm sure my coworkers are just freaked. Um, but last night there was like a little, 
like another wine shop was hosting an event at the bar. And so I was just like, who fucking cares? Like, I was like, all their friends that come in, I was like, give the bar away. I really don't give a shit. And they didn't end up, it was like one of those classic things. Like they didn't end up like tipping that well for like the amount that we gave away, which I was, again, I was like, okay. Like I was truly like that happened. Yeah. And then the guy I was working with did not feel the same way. And then truly like, as we were closing, like gave me a full on lecture about like how to give stuff away so that we like make money off of it and get tipped off off like tips on top of it and like and I was just like okay like I was like he's just like process because it, it is annoying when you're like oh my god like I wanted to like make more money off of that and I didn't so I was yes. like he's just it happens, but it happens it happens not- and so I was almost like oh he's just like talking through this like he's talking through this frustration that's like not with me and then right. he was like did the thing of like and this isn't a criticism of you by the way and I was like oh it is a criticism of me I was like if it's not a criticism of me then you don't need to say that like right you know what I mean like why would you say that unless it was so I was like okay so I'm being lectured so then now you know I don't go have to go in until Friday but who knows what's gonna happen on Friday because now it's he's ratcheting away he doesn't know he's got the pickaxe he's picking away he doesn't he doesn't know the bear he's he's poked (laughs) yeah I was like oh it's not a criticism of me I was like I will be such a little Bastard I'm gonna your make life. you have a criticism. You of me. will criticize. You me. will soon have a criticism. Soon of me. you will. Um, that's so weird because it's not like a you're a new bartender or server or b you just started working there or any of those things. So it's I don't also understand. like in the even like more specific. Like my bar has a weekly pool because our like business is so heavily skewed toward the weekend so Mm -hmm. i was like when you talk about like like what we missed missed in tips was probably like maybe 40 maybe 50 bucks and then you distribute that over a weekly pool it's like you're talking about 30 more cents an hour like yeah you should i feel like everyone should have prop prop cash on them at all times to be like, do you want 10 bucks? I wish I will. Oh God. See? See? Dang it. All right. Next time. Next time. Next time. Small bills. He's just, he's very like, he's, he's like, he's a sweet guy. He just takes, he's quite self-serious and he takes bartending also quite seriously. And I just haven't, I don't take myself seriously and I haven't taken bartending seriously. And, possibly ever but certainly not in the last two years and Uh, well yeah that's a time machine situation you need to go back to circa 2010 if you want that to be something that's in your life yeah so get with it brother yeah so it was just but it was just one of those things where i was like wow like i just yeah it was it was a time machine it was a window into a different world i was like i cannot imagine caring about this no. Even on a money level, I was like, what? I was like, play it out. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's dumb. I know. I'm so, sorry. but I get it. I mean, that's, I'm also being unreasonable because it is unreasonable to go to work and be like, I don't care if I make money because you're like <laughs> in such a like, <laughs> blah, 
state that like you know what I mean it's like the yeah. nothing you know whatever so I'm working on myself too yeah yes yes seems like we're both in great places I think we are actually <laughs> I think we are <laughs> randomly yeah randomly for the first time um <laughs> very cool well shall we shall, shall we? we well okay I think we want to open okay as promised with the um, Jeremy Strong profile oh right yes so I uh, I don't know if you probably saw Kelly in the DMs that I promised our listeners that you would retell your tale. Yes, which I'm happy to do. I also think there is like a tie into both our topic and service more broadly, and we'll get. Oh, that. okay, yeah. Um, and I'm only telling you because I'm sure I'll forget to say it if I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> but yes, my Jeremy Strong tale is that he was a regular at the place that Lillian and I worked together. And which now come to find out is like quite an honor because it was like a cafe and as well as a restaurant. And he in the profile is like, I'm a coffee snob to the point of like bringing his own like burr grinder around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was texting with a guy who used to work at that same place who was a barista. And he was like, yeah, one time I had to grind 20 pounds of espresso for him. And he like went through and checked and checked it to, to check the, the oh. grind. My God. Because obviously 20 like pounds. He, he, what, he was elbow deep in <laughs> Well, it obviously had to of... go in different bags, and he was checking each bag. <laughs> I was imagining kind of like a Jurassic Park situation, like like sticking hand all the way in up to the elbow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fucking crazy, but checks out. He, no, I mean, also buying 20 pounds of coffee, if you are a coffee snob, is kind of counterintuitive to me, because like, isn't some of it going to go like... That's like my mom putting Folgers in the freezer. <laughs> yes. What's going on? Like, don't you want it to be rash? Anyway, but he, so a person called and said, can I place an order for it to go? I said, absolutely. I'm happy to feel that for you. And they ordered like a couple other things, small, sm- small things. And then they said, and can I get a beef tartare? And I said, yeah, of course. No problem. Come in in 15 minutes. We'll have it ready. They were like, great. I'll be there. I went down cool. to the kitchen. I said, I have a to-go order. It's for, you know, a salad, blah, blah, mm. blah, whatever. And a beef tartare. And the kitchen was like, oh, yeah, we can do those two things. But we're not going to do tartare to go because it is raw meat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, duh. That makes sense. No problem. So he gets there. It's Jeremy Strong. This is during season <laughs> one of Succession. Okay. And I was like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. But... I can do the other stuff you ordered, but I can't do the tartare to go. And he was yeah. like, why not? And I was like, oh, it's raw meat. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And he was like, that really sucks. Because I just walked here from North Williamsburg. And I was like, well, <laughs> in fairness, uh, we are in South Williamsburg, so it wasn't that far. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was pissed. He was, he was like, and it wasn't, he wasn't being cheeky either. Mm-mm. He no. was mad. Yeah. Yeah. How did it end? I mean, it ended about there. I was like, I can get you the other stuff. And he was like, he was like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that checks out with 
the, the profile rest. we all just read. The so, rest. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like, we, Lily and I texted about this last night, that someone went on Twitter and was like, well, you know, it's because elites think nothing is worse than a striver. And I was like, yeah, when you annoy the prop department and minimum wage workers, like, the, the known arbiters of elite spaces... Yeah, the takes on the Jeremy Strong profile. If you haven't read it or you're not on Twitter, you might find all of this boring and none of what we're talking about. But it is an interesting slash terrifying profile of Jeremy Strong, the actor. Um, But yeah, someone on Twitter was like, all I see is a working class kid trying to make up for his background. And it's like, what the fuck? He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. I mean, if if what you want to say is, Poor people don't have to be nice to other poor people. Hey, that's a position. (laughs) But at this point, he's not working class, so it's fine. Forget it. And his dad was a prison guard. I thought we were all ACAB. Come on. Come on now. Come on now, New Yorker. (laughs) Or whatever it is in. Um... Yeah, everyone's a fucking idiot nightmare. It's only gotten worse. But what I think the tie to both our topic today and to the food service industry to me is, and my take on the whole thing is the, and related to my service story, is the desire that some people have to, like, suck the fun out of, like, like actor, bartender, to objectively fun jobs <laughs> like and the main appeal mm-hmm. of them like they offer like almost no benefit besides the fun right because acting is dumb and fake and right. bartending is hell on your body and a road to alcoholism yeah so like the main benefit is the fun And it's, like, the decision that some people make for those things to not be fun is, like, well, why are you doing it? It's, uh, it's like the, the disease of professionalism. It's so weird to me. Like, I'm, like, you chose something fun, and then you decided that, like, it had to be, like, not only, like, not enjoyable for you to do, but, like, the other people around you have to suffer while you do it and have to, like, field you, like, in constant, like, emotional crisis over it. It's like, uh... Well, it's all just, I mean, with the Jeremy Strong thing and with, I don't know, it's just people who are so deeply insecure that they have to feel... They have to elevate everything to yeah. the level of genius. It's like, well, well, I don't believe in genius, so you don't exist to me. I mean, Jeremy you make Strong. a show that people watch on laptops. Yeah, really. Get a grip. Get a fucking grip. Speaking of getting a grip... Um, I think we've all seen by now, or maybe not, um, that, hey, new magazine just dropped. Um, (laughs) and I use the word magazine completely, uh, in quotation marks. Uh, 
somebody alerted the internet to a new magazine uh, called uh, Food Activist. Food Activist um, magazine. It just says Food Activist on the cover, but yes, it is probably should be called Food Activist magazine. Um, I think that's their um, Instagram handle. Oh, okay. Well, they are on Instagram under that title. Anyways, um, for now, I I don't know if you can get a physical copy of this. Um, somebody, <laughs> so please. Fun. That is just such a hoot. I almost paid money to subscribe to it so we could get it, and I might still do it for, with our Patreon money. But um, let's dig in, shall we? The first issue of Food Activist Magazine, which, by the way, somebody, graphic design is my passion, memed this cover because it's absolutely hideous. It does look like, um, what it looks like to me is like, I feel like, when we were girls, they would sometimes make, um, like, mock-ups of, like, they would take, like, a Cosmo cover and then make up a mock-up of, like, what a, like, woman's magazine, like, should be. Yeah, and it yeah, would be, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, just the most hideous, um, like, Photoshop where it's, like, I run mud. Soccer. Yeah, yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> they thought girls, like, interest should be. And it would just, yeah, it's just, like, fonts. On a page. Yeah, a lot of fonts. A lot of fonts. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, well, it's bad, everybody. And the majority of the content, from what I can tell, uh, from me trying truly to do a deep dive into this magazine and not being able to, which is also a problem, um, mainly consists of... Uh, words in, like, Student Government Association handwriting on baked goods. So this seems to be, as far as I can tell, again, there's not any content to click on and sort of read about on the website, so I can't really be sure. But it seems to me that is the main form of activist in, uh, activism in, with food, is, is, uh, is words on a cake. That does seem to be the predominant. It also seems to... I don't know. It does seem to be... I don't know if this is this one woman's project or if she is just the inaugural issue and... She, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay. She's, she's on the front magazine. It's Becca Ray Holloway at The Sweet Feminist. Uh, I went through her Instagram and screenshot everything that made me LOL until I was realized that I was screenshotting every until single Until her fingers post. were bleeding. Until my finger to the bone from screenshotting. Um, I will obviously post the ones that I find to be most hilarious. But, um... Yeah, I, I, think, I think Becca might be having, like, a little bit of an Oprah magazine moment. Like, where it's, like, it's only ever gonna be her. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I... Is it no. not her project? Like, it just seems to so prominently feature her. I uh, I am unclear okay. um, of this, and I'll tell you what I what I did find. But <laughs> but but a lot of I think that is a part of the mystique of food activism. <laughs> so magazine true. food activist magazine <laughs> is that there isn't any there aren't any clear answers, and so this draws us in. Um, this makes us think. Um, we interact with this space in a different way. Um, but it says food activist. Okay, and to my point, 
It just says, Food Activist is the first ever publication devoted to food and activism. We're an e-zine on a mission to make our world more equitable, just, and sustainable. We invite you to read along and join us for a food fight that makes a positive impact. Also, I don't know if you took notice of this, Lillian, that the part of the impact, at least, is that 5% of the profits go to organizations aligned with their mission, which is, like, comfortably, like, more of the Patreon money goes to that, like, without us, like, saying anything about it, but, like, I'll throw 20 bucks to, like, a GoFundMe that comes my way. You and I both regularly donate money to various causes and fucking Venmos and shit, which, you know, again, if you're a patron, yeah, sure, part of the proceeds from our Patreon go to, yes, that's just because we are, like, normal fucking people. Like, 5% Um, is so completely incidental. It's disgusting. Um, And one of the cakes says land back on it, so just kind of a... Kind of a heads up. God, it is $4.99. I should have fucking bought it before we did this episode, but I just couldn't bring myself to do no, it. No, that sucks. Mm. 5% of $4.99 is... It's just, guys, it's so embarrassing. Okay, so anyways, let me tell you what I found. 40 cents? Let me tell I don't you... know. You know I don't do math. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you what I did find. Let me tell you where I ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. let Take me tell you where I, how I got there. <laughs> And I was, when you texted me that you were ready to Zoom and do this thing, I was like, I just need, I need five more minutes to get to that. I need five more minutes. And I I didn't, I couldn't get to where I was really hoping I could get, but I did end up um, with basically the the Department of Defense. So, but let me, let me go back. We got Ken Clifferstein in the building. What the fuck? Okay, cool. Okay, and I, again, like, this is research I should have been doing on my ethnomusicology final project. But instead, for you, it's for food activists, <laughs> not magazine, just food activist. Okay. So I said, who who are the owners of... Food Activist Magazine. Who? What's the? What's the LLC? Whatever. Right. I found out that it's produced or owned or whatever by a company called Vero Media Lab LLC. Okay. Clicked on that. There's a website that just says our first project is Food Activist Magazine. I said okay, okay. whatever. Let me go to the database that lists LLCs, open corporates, whatever. Right. Click on Find Vero Media Lab LLC. I find the agent's name is Rudy Winacker. Winacker. Okay. I don't know. Um, and the directors and officers of, of Vero Media Lab are, are Rudy. Okay. And Regina Veroli. Okay. So I said, Vagina, Vagina, Regina Veroli, let's do a quick goog. Okay. Regina Veroli, 
Um, I'm reading from a random website. <laughs> good, um, good, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it says, grew up in fine dining restaurants in America and Europe. The okay. daughter Suspe- of... Immediately sh- suspicious. You know who else did that? Exactly. Ghislaine Maxwell. Thank you. Uh, the daughter of a chef dad, Reggio Emilia, uh, and a restaurateur mom from Los Angeles... Blah, 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 blah. Her first attempt at, attempt at gastronomy was making escargot at age six. Okay, so this is somebody's sort of presentation of themselves to the world. Apparently she's a food blogger, or she did stuff with, like, the Huffington Post, uh, interviewed Bobby Flay. So a, a, a Z-list right. sort of, uh, you know, on the peripheral uh, of the food world, right? Yeah. I think she's written a book that nobody bought. Okay, cool. I can't wait to do that myself. I mean, same. Honestly, she's exactly where we are. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, great. She's a, she is our peer, is what is what you're describing as a peer to us. Our colleague, Regina Veroli. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wonderful. What's up? Okay. So, um, however, Hoyer. also as a, as a footnote, <clears throat> bottom of this biography... Before moving to Manhattan in 2005, Veroli spent seven years in Washington, D.C., where she worked as a Capitol Hill lobbyist, ran a nonprofit organization, and began her communications consulting business. Okay, that's whatever. Let's, what's, up with, what's up with the other guy, Rudy? Rudy owns a bookstore called Reasonable Books mm. in the Bay Area. Okay. 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 I checked out his Twitter. Seems like Rudy has a pretty unhealthy obsession um, with Germany. Um, I'm not going to make any accusations on this podcast, but to me, seems suspect. Some things raise some flags for me. Okay, but going back to Regina here. <laughs> Moving back to Regina. Maybe it was Weimar Germany. Is, Maybe he's cool. Mm, Kelly, I don't <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I'm already on some lists. Okay. Regi- this is this is the real this is the real meat and potatoes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on Regina's personal website. God, this is so crazy. Okay. On her personal website, there is a post from June 2nd, 2020. My birthday, no less. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, this is the headline. (laughs) My mom wrote the motto to protect and to serve. Okay. Here's Here's the intro. My mom wrote the motto to protect and to serve when she was 17 years old. Her father, my grandfather, Joseph S. Doberek, was an officer with the Los Angeles Police Department, and in 1955, the department held a contest among its officers to come up with a motto. My mother submitted her idea under Grandpa Joe's name, and her elegant and powerful words won and were subsequently adopted as the official motto. So, we got a cop family who allegedly came up with to protect and to serve, which is insane to me that this is the origin story of that. Mm -hmm. 
linked to Regina Veroli, who is now involved or started food activist, not magazine. Okay, I want to take it back to a previous episode, Christmas movies, L.A. Confidential. So I know mm. ni- 1955, when is L.A. Confidential sent? Maybe 1943 or something? Mm, mm. I-, I thought it was post-World War II. Okay, who cares? Um, yeah. The point is, we know what Regina's dad was doing, and it wasn't so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We... Yeah. Some of us had to turn off the movie early on. because Some was, of us fell asleep. So I actually don't was, know how it ends. Some of us were too sad and had to stop watching it. Some but, of us can't stay awake for a movie. <laughs> it's very hard for some of us <laughs> to watch a TV for two hours without falling asleep. Um, but between that... <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Former Hill lobbyist slash cop descendant of To Protect and to serve, partnering with a man who, and this is how my research, I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. Rudy's family website is abandoned. It's called the Winokur family website. It looks like it's in, again, it does look like a mafia, like an abandoned mafia website. Okay. font. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. There should be gunshot, like, it should be gunshot font. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But the site has been, um, has been abandoned. So there's no information. There's a man named Rudolph Winokur who was the first... He worked with the Office of the Secretary of Defense. I think they're related, and I can't figure out exactly how. I sifted through Wait, when? Many when? Of... You don't think they're the same guy? Rudy Rudolph? Oh, no, 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 no. no. This guy okay. died, he was born in 1904 and died in 85. Okay, yeah, okay. Probably not the same guy. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, uh, would be spooky if true. Um, so an 120 year old man is, is astroturfing food activist <laughs> magazine. <laughs> so when you said, Hey, I'm ready to record. I was elbow deep like Jeremy Strong in a bunch of fucking obituaries oh and family trees trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Anyways, this oh, is... Oh, my little, my little fox molder over here. <laughs> Anyways, no matter what, shit is weird as fuck, okay? It's fucking weird. Everyone involved with this is a fucking freak, okay? I mean, I've, no shit. I've seen enough. But, and I could, we could have said that just from obviously looking at the website and the Instagram account, which we all did and had a big LOL, but it's far fucking weirder than I thought, I guess. It's this, and the woman featured, I mean, look, we probably have mutual friends, maybe she's a nice person, but, um, the screenshots I took, Kelly, um, I... I I can't, I can't, I can't understand the mind of someone who makes a pink cake and in white letters just writes, end money bail. (laughs) I just don't, 
I don't, A, that's not the correct terminology, and B, with the, uh, to what end? You have to, you have to wake up and make this cake and ask yourself, and for what? It's a big to what end. Imagine being her friend, and you're like, oh, more cake. What's this one say? Or you're like, it's my birthday, and she's a baker. Maybe she'll bring a cake, and it, it just says, like... Like, I don't regret like the, my abortion. You're like, it has, oh, like, geez. a fucking picture of Emmett Till on it or something. You're just like, what? <laughs> but, like, this is the... That's the level. I'm not making no, a joke I out agree. of that. I'm just saying, this is just... I see a cookie... With icing on it, and it says ice was established in 2003. That's the wording on a cookie. Right. What is going on? One says stop shackling incarcerated women giving birth in frosting, in pink frosting. We're going to cut into that cake and have a laugh? We're going to have some coffee and cake? Not least, frosting is so sweet, so when you're piping that much lettering, Mm -mm. you're really throwing off the, the kind of flavor, the palate... You know, so to speak. I think it's just, like, it speaks to what a fucking absolute nadir we are in, politically, intellectually mm -hmm. speaking. This, like, fucking combination of, like, pleasure politics, luxury politics, fully automated luxury communism, (laughs) and, like, the fucking, um, the sloganeering... It's fucked up, dude. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like... It's so what, dark. Like, this what is... do you think... Like, I would just be truly fascinated to know. It's like, what do you think you are accomplishing? Right. That's the real question. That's the real question. The sh- the I'm like, is it like... Uh, the fucking... The bricolage of the fucking aesthetics that that's what's so oh i i'm shocked that a woman with this domestic feminized expression is saying these things about palestine it's like what the fuck like it's also like i just truly like i think like obviously everyone can do what they want and i don't think it's like inherently not feminist to be married but it's like if your project is like not just political but explicitly feminist especially in a time when i think feminism has like way way fallen out of favor with like people of all political stripes Mm -hmm. and then it's like coupled with like just pictures of your wedding it's like to a dude it's like get a fucking grip like you're not a political person and you don't have to be to have value as a person like that's okay. That's okay if you've chosen to live a conventional life. That is okay. More people should. More people ought to. So I don't have to read this fucking bullshit. So I don't have to deal with trying to, like, find a way to, like, be supportive of, like, your dumb political project. One cake says... And I started un- a mutual aid fund, okay? <laughs> so no, I know from dumb political projects... You said it wasn't mutual aid, so it doesn't count. Thank you. After much rending of garments, I said it wasn't mutual aid. Weeping, gnashing, etc. Well, she does have one cake that says, let's unlearn white feminism together, so. Not sure she's done that. 
Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, look, we've both been guilty of being cringe, and that is something uh, I fully well, admit. I mean, people are listening to us talk on a podcast, so I think... Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, I uh, yeah, we don't... We don't need to go too far into the very shallow analysis of what this is because everybody can do it themselves. But um, it is disturbing. I think it will be short-lived. And yes. it, it will be um, laughed out of town. It is um, so fun. Yes, I mean, I guess, like, that's, yeah, it's it's just very much, like, it's, like, what is this, accom- like, what do you view it as accomplishing? Like, what are the legs? Like, play it out. Like, what's, what's, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, this falls under so many recent sort of uh, nefarious attempts at joining sort of the cultural conversation of saying, like, we're doing a project and the money is going to something good. That's the new, uh, but it's a very small amount and it's not uh, really, I don't know. This is the new arm of the fucking nonprofit industrial complex is like the gig, the gig hustle. Yes, it is. It's like where like the like hustle economy where like Fiverr meets the nonprofit industrial complex and it ain't good. Kelly, I tell you, I mean... I was about to say professors hate her um, because they do, but I no, I, no, they do because, and I this is part of my own shit I need to work out. But I go into class and I fucking hear these people talk about shit that that I, people don't fucking understand how fucked everything is, and yeah. I don't want to be the constant cynic. I don't want to be overly negative, but I'm like. So sorry, you have Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the top of your syllabus. I can't take this class seriously. Right. I'm sorry that the state of everything is so insanely and deeply fucked, but that's why I'm in school to, like, figure out why it is that way. Yeah. And people don't want to fucking hear it. I'm not saying I'm, like, the truth teller of the University of Oregon, but I'm just like... I. it makes me crazy that pe- people are still making shit like this in 2021. It's really it's crazy. scary to me. It's scary to me. It's genuinely scary that anyone could have, like, watched the fall of, like, Langua Franca, the, like, <laughs> um, needlepoint company, you recall, yep. and mm-hmm. been like, that won't happen to me. It will. And I will see to it. <laughs> I will see to it. The way that some people are like, the only just life is like uh, blowing up natural gas pipelines or whatever the fuck people want to say they're doing. I will see to this magazine's (laughs) rapture. (laughs) Oh my god, you know what we should do? You know what we should fucking do? We should do like a Red Scare Carolyn Calloway with this woman, with these people. Oh, you know, I think they, they liked. Had, you don't think they genuinely liked her? I think it was. I think joke was on. I think joke was on Carolyn Calloway. I think that they are operating from like. I think we have a hundred percent of equal like intellectual capacity between those three. I'm not saying they're like playing five D chess. I'm just saying I think that they were like they knew she's a moron and that it would be funny and interesting if she came on the podcast. That's all. Yeah. But I just, anyways, like, it's hard for me to imagine the blonde one, Dasha, 
uh-huh. um, thinking she's just mean. I'm th- yeah, yeah, like I don't that, know. That's why they not would to be do a that. hater, you know. But no, I know. no, that's why they would do that. That's what I'm saying. No, I, anyways, that we don't have to. I, I didn't mean to bring it into conversation. I just mean, wouldn't it be funny if we said our guest, our guest this month, our, <laughs> our honored guest? Yeah, um, but it have to be a live show to really really get her drive it home yeah anyways we're not going to do that um but <laughs> we're not going to do that because we hate scheduling interviews because it's hard but i think we're going to keep trying <laughs> right uh, i yeah i mean i'm much more available than you so actually <laughs> yeah well anyways we're gonna keep doing stuff don't worry um oh and i'm gonna post um some people said that they some patrons said they wanted I found for my research project a ton of uh, like folklore stuff about the service industry. So I said, "Is anyone interested?" So I'll I'll post some of those articles on our Patreon um, for all tiers. Let's say so one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar. You cool. can see all the nerdy shit you want to see. So join up and uh, get your uh, your free or one dollar. You know scholarly articles about waitresses or whatever the fuck free if you subscribe and then cancel before the month is over that's true that's true you can definitely game the system that way thanks for letting everybody know that kelly well i do it Um, to other podcasts so very fair it's true it's true no we don't mind you can do that um do whatever you want um oh we do have that said speaking of we have one new patron i think oh um and that person is bing, bing, bing. fucking double, double trout. Double trout. Nice. Damn, we just hooked a double trout. Nice. Thank you and welcome. Sorry to leave you wriggling on that line for so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, please review, rate, and subscribe this podcast. It's it is still an actively working podcast. Um, you know we we. We're still doing it. We're here for you. Um, and that's all I have to say, I think. Yeah, I think I no right? I think we've we've left it all on the mat. If I do end up finding some stuff on microfiche, uh, I will update the episode. But <laughs> <laughs> Lillian is going straight to hell I, with this one. <laughs> I am getting on a plane to DC. I'll let you guys know what happens. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm picking up a briefcase there. Um, all right. Well, love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah. Well, I think we'll huh. have, uh, we're probably the next episode will be in person, right? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Is that next week? I think so. Oh my god. What the fuck? Damn, doggy. Or soon. Yeah. Anyway, there'll be an in person one soon. Wow. There will be. You're right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, look forward to that, everybody. As I do. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.